Welcome to the Antler Up Podcast, brought to you by Spartan Forge. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Fall is upon us, and there's no better way to get fueled up before hunt than with some Black Rifle Coffee. Coffee legitimately tastes better after a day in the woods or after a successful hunt. Fuel your next adventure and purchase at www.blackriflecoffee.com and use code ANTLER at checkout to save 20% off your purchase and or with your first coffee club subscription, Black Rifle Coffee. Also, just want to say a big thank you to our partners over at America's Best Bowstrings, hand-built in the USA since 2006. Amazing customer service, awesome quality and performance. Their Platinum Series strings are what we all run on our bows. We absolutely love them. Go and create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. Before we get into this episode, let's thank our partners over at Shea Butler Knives. And Shea makes custom everyday carry knives with the Rhino and Pursuit. His Ranger and Whitetail and Featherlight knives are amazing for anything, but especially out in the field. Shea's creativity, high quality materials, functional but unique designs, coupled with his precise leather work, make products that will last a lifetime. Check them out over at SheaButlerKnives.com. Our friends over at Half Rack just released some awesome gear and they were great enough to give our listeners 10% off their order. All you have to do is click on the link in the podcast bio or the link on our link tree on Instagram and that will give you your percentage off at checkout. So get some of the highest quality hunting and outdoor accessories that will help you prosper in the field. Half Rack is aiming to be mindful of the past, conservation conscious and evolve into the future. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you a few discount codes that will help you save some money and get ready for the upcoming hunting season. The Elk Collective is the virtual elk hunting resource with tons of videos and information to get you ready to chase elk this upcoming season. Use code podcast and save $30 today at the elkcollective.com. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly innovative and science-based products that saves the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. New things are on the horizon, so use code ANTLERUP to save 25% off your Spartan Forge membership at spartanforge.ai. Thanks to our partners over at Tether, Tether makes premium saddle gear by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. They just dropped some new gear like the MVP, which can turn your saddle into a two-panel or just a more rigid back support. And also some new suspenders, so if your saddle tends to sag, grab a pair. And both items are retrofitted, so it doesn't matter what saddle or brand you have, they're going to work. Check them out at tethernation.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of the Antler Up Podcast, which is brought to you by Spartan Forge. Episode 95. Holy crap, man. I can't believe we're already here. We're almost to 100. We have some big plans for you. But before we get into talking about all that type of stuff here in the next couple weeks, let's talk about this episode. On today's episode, Dimitri and I went live on the Bullhorn app. We were joined by some amazing 
amazing friends. We had Tim Seesaw on, share his story about his PA buck, his plans for this week in Ohio, and more. Aaron Hepler joined us again with the story of his Big Ten that he shot a couple, well, last week, I believe, and how the season was planning out for him up to this point, and other friends chimed in as well. Jim shared what he has planned for this weekend and all this type of stuff. So such a great time getting together with our friends, share some successful stories, and share some laughs. So get out this week if you can, and send it. So sit back, enjoy this fun episode, Antler Up. Dimitri, how was your hunt tonight? Uh, it's actually not too bad. I, I got up in a spot that we've seen a lot. Well, you had a couple of camera pictures of several does, so, you know, tried to sneak in there tonight, and uh, I actually saw a lot of deer. I probably saw seven or eight probably does, um, I was on the, the border of some public and private ground, uh, but it just seemed like all the deer were coming come from the corner of the hill, coming down and going right to the private. So, um, I don't know if I saw more deer or people walking their dog, but, uh, they weren't, they weren't phased by the people too much, but at last light, but had my, uh, cell camera going off at about 5:55 with a pretty decent buck yeah. right at last light so just at the wrong spot at the wrong time but the wind wasn't good for that spot i had actually had a a spike buck on that camera about 230 which i thought about going in there um because they were moving but just with the the wind i couldn't make it happen right well dude all right cool we'll we'll talk about that let's get let's get some listeners going tim is here we got let's promote jim real quick because i know he might have have work jim What's going on, man? Not much, dude. So, Dimitri, you saw seven or eight deer? No shots or what? Uh, They were just probably about 100 yards, 80 yards to 100 all night. So, yeah, just nothing, nothing close by. I know the feeling. It's been that kind of season. Oh, it's it has been that season. That's why I wanted to get all of us together. I, I like the the point of this one was to get people involved and uh, see how everybody's season's going. I see we have two people also online that have their PA buck tag filled. One's on his way to Ohio. I'm not sure what Aaron's got going on, but yeah. So Jim, you got what do you got going on this week? Um, I can't get out after work at all this week, unfortunately. But this Saturday, I think I'm going to hunt that uh, spot of private property that I have permission on uh, through my through my work. Um, I just had a trail camera picture go off at 5:30 this afternoon with a, the nice nine pointer that I've seen in there quite frequently. So um, I need to hunt close to home this weekend just because of some family stuff. But uh, I think it might pay off. So we'll see. Sweet man, I like it. This week, for us, I know for me, I, I may possibly be able to get out at, I'm trying to think, Thursday maybe, and then hopefully Saturday. Dimitri and I will be going out, and I know, Dimitri, you have short shortened hunt on Saturday with some family stuff, wedding and all that jazz, so uh, we'll be we'll be together for till about mid-afternoon for sure, and then see how that day goes, and if I need to make a... A switch to a uh, different spot that afternoon will make it happen. But 
What uh, what excites you about that spot, Jim? Uh, for one, it's convenient. <laughs> That's really the main thing is that I can hunt uh, within, you know, it's only a 15-minute ride from my house. Uh, so it makes the family life and hunting combo work out nicely. But um, the other part is that uh, it's a very, it's a, just a 12-acre plot of woods, but there's, it, it's butted up against uh, a couple hundred acres of corn and bean fields. And for whatever reason this year, the farmer left the corn standing even still now, um, which I think is making the bucks really comfortable because once they, once they kind of get behind that corn and get in that tree line, they, they, get, uh, they seem to just kind of hang out for a while instead of just passing through there like I've noticed in years past. So um, that kind of has me excited. I, like I said, I think it's just a, a, a nice little rut pocket. Um, I don't think it's something that is going to be hot all year, but I think right now to capitalize on, you know, cause there's always does in there feeding and whatnot. I, I think that there's a, that's why there's a few bucks, a few really good bucks in particular, um, hanging out in there. So I need to capitalize before the rut's over. What, what are you planning on doing as far as your strategy goes? Um, <clears throat> uh, try to get in there as early as possible. Cause, uh, uh, based off of, you know, intel on the cell cam or uh, yeah the cell cams everything is super early in the morning or late in the, in the evening so i need to try to get in there before they get moving and just be patient and be willing to sit all day um and hopefully get something to happen but my, my main game plan i guess is just like i said get in early be quiet um i was thinking about throwing out some rattles and maybe throwing out some some grunts and like whatever um, just to try to spice things up. But I think I, I changed my mind on that. I think I'm going to just try to remain stealthy and quiet as much as possible to see where the morning takes me. Um, if, I, if nothing transpires, then I'm going to move to the other end of the property and try my luck there because that seems to be more of a pinch point, of, of more of like a corridor. Um, if, if something happens there, it's going to be fast because that's usually where they go to exit the field. Um, so... It, you got to get lucky, but it could be hot. I like the uh, the idea of maybe possibly just not calling and getting in there quiet. Dimitri, what's your plan for this weekend with that, especially for us going on possibly public land? Because, you know, I find more calling success, obviously, back at home where it's private and the mountain and all that type of stuff. But here, I don't have that much of success. Maybe some doe bleats, but that's about it. Uh, I would say probably around here where we're hunting, probably about 50-50 if it's going to work or not. Rattling, not so much. Success, uh, blue moon here and there. I've called in big bucks rattling, but it's probably more of a miss than it is a hit. Now with the grunts, uh, I would say that's more 50-50. I, I did a little bit on Saturday just because I wasn't seeing much. Uh, you know, so I... <laughs> pretty much throwing up Hail Marys at that point later in the morning. But, um, you know, I think deer are just going to respond how they want to. You know, some are going to be more aggressive and uh, some are just going to kind of go by the wayside and just keep moving on with what they're doing. So, you know, I think it's depending if you know deer are going to go in that area, I think maybe sitting more stealthy is going to pay off more. But if you – you know, you think you should have seen deer already and nothing's moving, you know. I think a few grunts aren't, isn't going to hurt anything. Well, Jim, dude, I appreciate it. What else you got going on? Anything? No, that's it. That's pretty much it. I 
the as far as like uh, the working on bows and arrows and stuff, that's all come to a halt because yeah. I basically told everybody that it's hunting season, <laughs> and if you don't have your stuff by the first of November, uh, you're shit out of luck. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. So I haven't even really been tinkering on anything. I've just just been running through trail camera pictures and trying to develop a game plan to try to make it happen because. As we all do, Pennsylvania, you know, you don't. We don't really get to hunt Sundays, so we're really down to like uh, most of us hunting one day a week. So um, it's crunch time. <laughs> True. How about it? <laughs> Doug, you can hear me. Yeah. I, it I is like, Monday night. It is Monday night, dude. What's happening? How's everything going? Well, you know, we're uh, not as good as you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got lucky again, huh? These these cold fronts, man, these first cold fronts of the year have been clutch for me in the last few years. I've I've had the pleasure to punch a tag early, but also had the displeasure of not being able to enjoy the rest of the season in Pennsylvania, at least. So it's bittersweet. Um, But (laughs) at the end of the day, I'm thankful for shooting the buck that I shot this year. Jeez. Well, before you get into that story of the buck, what's uh, what are are you up to now? Where do you have what's the goal for the rest of this season and all that jazz? Well, um, plan to actually on a whim going to drive through Ohio tomorrow. Hopefully, get there with a couple hours of daylight left and try and get some boots on the ground. Try and figure out the area. I've never hunted Ohio, so this will all be new to me. So I'm kind of just going based on some uh, just some aerial maps that I've been digging into over the past two years because we've talked about going in the past, but yep. it's just never came to fruition. But I figured that this is my favorite time of the year, that November 1st, the 6th kind of thing is my favorite week. So I kind of want to find myself in the woods. So my plan is to just get there. I'm going to um, – on the land that I'm planning to hunt, public land, um, I'm able to camp on it. So I just have the rooftop tent. I'm just going to go in the woods for a couple of days and not come out and, and hope it pays off. It should be interesting. It, it's going to be a different kind of hunt than I'm used to just because I've had, I literally have never been anywhere near the area that I'll be hunting. So, um, I'm giving myself Tuesday. Well, I have off Wednesday through Friday off work. So I'm giving myself those three days plus the weekend, depending on the pressure that's going to come in, but I'm hoping to hit, hit the midweek and hopefully there'll be a lull in uh hunting pressure hopefully hopefully yeah <laughs> we'll see i know troy's out there from dietrich's outfitters and he uh just posted a photo not too long ago he boated in somewhere and he had a picture of some uh hooves on the back getting a, a nice little boat ride home so not sure i texted him i said well and i didn't get anything back yet so i don't know if he just does not have service or he's see what's going on aaron might even be able to fill us in if if he knows what Troy got. So pretty cool story, I'm sure, f- from Troy. But uh, that's awesome, uh, Tim. I wish we could make it. Like you said, we definitely have to come up with a plan a year in advance to get get some dates down with all of us and make a planned trip like that because I think that would be a lot of fun for sure. Even whether it be Ohio or here in Pennsylvania, we just try somewhere totally new and different and get an Airbnb. I think that would be a hell of a fun time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm looking forward to this, right? You know, my plan was to go with Tom and get things coordinated with his dates because he's 
he's got a wedding right smack dab in the middle of his vacation across the country. So that kind of put a, a wedge in a little bit and it just, um, isn't going to work out. I don't think with his schedule, he's kind of determined to kill a buck here. So, um, I'm just going to try and take advantage of the first week of November and, and at least get out there and put some eyes up and hunt, um, hunt the area a little bit that we've been looking at for the past few years and what are see your, where it goes. What's your expectations? Um, I don't have any really. Yeah. Um, my goal is to just, I have the saddle with me and I'm just going to, like I said, scout, hopefully scout tomorrow late afternoon and, de- you know, I may set up for the evening depending on what I come across, but, um, I'm really hoping like throwing a dart at the board here, at least I'm getting into some, some good sign. So, you know, my goal is still going to be 120 or better. Um, probably won't shoot anything smaller than that, but. Uh, I believe I get an either sex tag, so I can use it on a doe too. So if it's coming down the last day or something, I may whack one of those. But um, I guess my expectation in general is just going to be try and find you know those areas that that are going to be these these transitions, these benches and pinch points and that sort of thing. And I have a bunch marked out, so I'd like to get in there early and start seeing if there is sign on, on some of these, some of these pins that are dropped. And if there is, then, you know, hunt it and see how it goes. I don't really have a plan as to how I'm going to hunt just yet. Um, whether it's an all day sit in one spot, whether it's calling or whether it's staying pretty silent or the weather looks real decent. So I don't imagine myself moving much. So my plan will probably be trying to get as much ground covered tomorrow as I can. This way I kind of can feel it out on the rest of the week since I'm not really going to want to spend my time scouting. I want to kind of spend my time in a stand. Yeah. Now, Tim, you said your favorite time of year was this November 1st to 6th. So, you know, what are you looking to set up on? Are you looking for scrapes? Are you looking for rub lines? Are you looking, like you said, more pinch points? So, you know, if you were to go out there and find a perfect sign, what are you going to set up on first? I definitely, I'm, we've talked before about this, but I'm a big trails person. I hunt trails more consistently than I hunt anything else. Um, I hunt off beaten trails a little more consistently than I do main trails. Um, that usually is my, that's where I benefit early in the season when it hits this November and and everything is kind of like thrown up in the fan. Um, it changes a little bit. So I will be just looking for, um, transitions. It could be saddles from one ridge to another. It could be a bench that will, can, a buck can get across to check out another bedding area, that sort of thing. So tomorrow my hope is to, I have a couple bedding areas identified to what I believe. So while I won't really go into them, um, I'll try and look at the areas around that. And if it does look like that, like there's some trails that are getting heavily used, um, then I'll start looking for where that transition point is. You know, where's, where's my best opportunity to shoot something if it's going to come in and out of here. And it may be, you know, 50 yards from it, or that may be 600 yards from it, depending on the terrain um, and what kind of features are out there. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, coming across rubs and scrapes and everything to try and size deer um, is definitely in the back of my mind. Um, I don't foresee myself wanting to sit right over top of a scrape, but I'm not opposed to it. 
Right. It just all depends on, in my mind, if it's going to work with uh, what I think this these deer are going to end up doing or what they want to do. I'm trying to check bedding areas and try and find the doe. Sweet. Well, before we get into your buck story, I want you to tell the story of you and uh, my hunt together. <laughs> <laughs> from 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 yeah, your, what a crapshoot, huh? From your point of view, because uh, first off, I dude, I appreciate you just even you know doing that quick little quick little hunt and just having a blast together and like you said just hunting but i told demetra and we're he and i were cracking up and just laughing i told jim about it but you know coming from from your point of view now what's what was the story that that friday i came in we we got together uh and then go from there yeah um so when you got there i kind of had everything kind of prepared um keep in mind pretty much hunting only public land. Um, a lot of it could early October, of, early October. I, I yeah. Forgot early, to say that. What was it? Second week, maybe. Yeah, I think. And, uh, you know, it's a mix of game lands and, and coal company co-op land, um, that gets heavily traveled by, by the public. Um, but so I had everything kind of marked out for you, kind of gave you the rundown of, of what areas I think would probably be our best position now keep in mind it was what like 73 degrees or something it was like the hottest day of the week yeah um but you and i both kind of came to the decision that you know the best bet is to go into where i shot my buck last year and uh it's a nice uh bottom that's you know right at the base of a ridge goes down into a swamp and I mean, when we were walking in there, you you saw the trails. I mean, it is just it's bucky as hell in there, yep. and uh, it it was just murdered with sign. And that was, I think, only my second time in there um, all year, even through the preseason. So, <laughs> you know, we went up to an area where I had the camera, and we were seeing a I was seeing a real wide ten point um, that was in there last year, and had them pretty consistently on the camera, and we kind of covered the entire area pretty good between you and me. We we're about what, maybe 40 yards apart. Yep. Um, wind in our face. Um, everything was kind of set up nicely. Yeah. I thought it was perfect uh, because to my, like how I was kind of facing to my left slash behind me, I could see up above like a little bit of a hill and, uh, you couldn't see that. So if a deer was coming from that way, we would have been good. And, uh, you know, anything coming up from your side, you know, you would have had that, that look. So I think it, it was perfect for that setup. And this, this whole area, it's kind of a mix of a little bit of laurel. It's not overgrown yet. So, so the deer have a ton of cover in there. There's acorns everywhere. Um, there's water all throughout that area. And pretty much what they do is they come up out of their bedding area, out of the swamp, and they kind of hang out in there and feed up, up until dark. And then they'll work their way through that um, private property out to that uh, planted cornfield that uh, we kind of walked up along. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a perfect area that they just kind of transition through, but you know, they feed the whole way that they're going out to those fields at night. So, um, I think you were probably up a little bit, like a couple minutes before me and you know, I'm sitting in the saddle I'm just starting to pull my bow up and moving and doing everything else. And I just set it on the, on the bow hanger and I can hear something like off to my right and I'm trying to watch and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, there's deer coming already. <laughs> like, this is be a good evening. And I, I finally like caught sight of what was making the noise. And it was some dude just 
trying to get up in his like four foot ladder ladder stand. I think it was only like one section of ladder and the top piece of it. He was probably 20 yards from my camera, maybe. Yeah. So I don't know if he knew I was in, like if somebody was in there or where he came from. I don't even know how he walked into the area to be quite honest, but so with a crossbow, I think just, I texted you and I, yeah. and I said like, you know, can you believe this or something? <laughs> And no sooner after that, he sits down and just pulls out this aerosol can of whatever and just starts spraying like a 1970s woman going out at night, hairspray, just letting it loose. So I don't I don't know. Was this like one of those buck bombs or whatever it was? Now, mind you, it's like October 9th or something. And uh, shortly after that, about a minute later, he just starts wailing on the grunt call. And at that point. I think initially you were like, well, we'll just wait it out. Whoever shoots, it shoots, the kind of thing. Um, but at, after after he started wailing on the grunt call, I was yeah, like, we got, we got down. We got to get out of here. So, and I haven't been back in that area since, but we, uh, we were able to bounce up into another area and saw some deer, but um, it wasn't the greatest situation, but... I've seen I've seen people hunt that obviously for rifle, but I've never seen somebody in there like early archery season when it's seventy degrees blown on grunt calls. So I apologize <laughs> that my guiding services weren't uh, up to par that day, but <laughs> uh, dude, it was a good time. We had fun, and th- what a story! I mean, I, I've, if anything, if all else fails for this season, the way it's going so far, that was a uh, a moment to I won't ever forget. So that that was some good stuff. Well, all right, dude. So we you talked about what you got going on this week, what you have going on, and our our little hunt together. Talk about that really cool, awesome PA buck that you got knocked down. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um. So this buck, I, now I moved out to, to the area that I live in right now, which is kind of like the West end of the Pocono mountains, um, about two years ago. So I never really gave a lot of scouting time to the area that was right around me, even though I had a lot of access to a lot of land, um, both, um, you know, a utility company owns a lot of it. That's like a co-op program. And then there's also a ton of game lines around. So this year I kind of made my mind up that I was going to kind of quit driving back up to like where I grew up and, and where I put my roots down and shot a lot of deer. And I was just going to kind of commit myself to, to killing a buck out in this new area that I reside in. And, uh, I kept seeing, you know, I'd be driving home and it was like through the summer and it was right at like this last light kind of thing. And there was some private property there that, had kind of a it almost looked like a parking area and and a grassy path that led to it and i always saw some deer just feeding out there and uh you know right behind the private property was about two thousand acres of game lands so once in a while you'd start to see some small buck and whatnot and then one night i actually called tom as soon as it happened i was like dude you'll never believe like the buck i just seen and I never really got a good look at him because the road is like 55 miles an hour or something right there. So all I saw was the height of this buck. And, uh, I was like, yeah, that, that, that's worth my time going in there. Um, now mind you, I had like cameras all over the area, but I only had one. I went up in this area, you know, basically accessed the property from, from down the road a little bit. And it was quite a hike up into get behind this private property, but I felt like it was 
easy to break down this property. Um, the game commission must have went through it years and years and years ago because there was a lot of diversity. Okay. In the uh, in the vegetation, they did a, like these small little clear cuts and and so on and so forth. And they grew up. There's a lot of green briars, a little bit of acorns, not a whole lot, but the deer just munch the munch the green briars in there. And it just looked like a pretty nice place where these deer can can bed. They could feed. They don't have to go far. Um, so I started breaking that down even ahead of stepping foot in there before putting a camera in there and, uh, <clears throat> decided, you know, it's worth me at least to put a camera up in there. I know there's one good buck in there and, uh, take a look at, at, you know, what else could possibly in there, be in there. So through the summer, I, I put a camera up in there and ended up checking it once almost died during a lightning storm. It was kind of like, <laughs> it was just torrential downpour. It was one of these things where like the, the radar said it wasn't going to rain and I got out of my car and it's probably like a, a mile hike from my car. Um, and <laughs> it just like let loose. So I was soaked up and I pulled the card and I'm like, you know what, if there's nothing on here, I'm going to be super pissed. And I ended up moving the camera just cause it didn't look like a lot came through the trails that I, that I had the camera on. And pulled the camera, and there was literally like 13 pictures after like three weeks. And I was like, well, that sucks. Oh. So so I only moved it about 50 yards and put it on a, a couple different sets of uh, trails that kind of crossed that I never really actually walked by the first time I was in there. So um, I let I let the camera soak there for a while and then picked up this this buck on it the next time. Um, along with a, uh, with a funky decent seven point, And that was really about it. A bunch of scrappers. Um, but only that this real nice buck was the only nice one in there. So, um, for some reason he was pretty active on the camera, even in velvet, in velvet and then out of velvet. And then about a week after the season, um, he ended up kind of disappearing and, uh, I kind of let the area alone. I, I I only hunted it one time in the first week. I want to say it was maybe the second or third day. Um, I hunted the area that I had my camera in. And then uh, I believe even I told you guys, like, out of all the buck that I had, this on my cameras, like, pretty actively, and I was sending photos of some real nice buck. This this buck, I have no shame in, but he's one of the smaller bucks that I've had my eye on. And for whatever reason, I just knew, like, I was going to kill this buck. It was just like a six cents kind of thing. And every time I like sent it to someone, you know, sent my pictures to someone, I always like sent that one first. Um, he's just like this cagey, tall, 10 point, um, long tines, long brows. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I did the, the first cold front that came in where I was spending like the first half of my season, it was starting to get overrun with, with some pressure from other hunters. And, those hunters, like I'm fine sharing some sharing public land with, with people if they know how to hunt. But every hunter I ran into was like the type of hunter that Jeremy and I ran into, like no idea what was going on, carrying a crossbow, just like running through the woods, um, dressed in like army camo, that kind of thing. So I was like, you know what? <clears throat> These spots that I had like early season, were going to kind of go to hell pretty quick. And, being that I drive past this area pretty much every day and I drive past one of the game land parking areas that you would need to park at to access that area. Mm-hmm. It was empty the whole season. So <clears throat> I figured, you know what, let me, let me figure this out and go up in there and see if I can get on this buck. You know, he, it was a stab in the dark. I mean, I knew this, if I was going to shoot a buck, it was going to be that buck in that area. And that was it at least until the season went on. 
But <clears throat> my whole plan was just kind of give up on the spot where I had the camera because I did kind of lose him. Um, I wasn't checking it too much. It's not a cell cam, so I wasn't in there that that often. <clears throat> but I just had a feeling that I kind of studied every every photo I had from him to try and understand why he was coming to, coming the way that he was coming. And mind you, like I only kind of got in there and put this camera right on the edge of where the private met the public because I knew he was going out into the into the private land. So I just kind of picked up where he was going to cross into that. So I didn't really scout this other like you know five hundred acre piece um, of the two thousand acre game lands. So when I got in there, I got in pretty early. It was probably about two o'clock, and I just tried breaking the the area down on foot. And uh, got probably about 350 yards away from where my camera was and just found this real nice um, greenbrier opening that was surrounded by, like, super thick thickets. And you can just see the trails that these deer were kind of using to go from one thicket to the other. And they'd feed in this, in this opening as they came through. So I actually had the saddle with me and jumped up in a double ash tree, and it was just perfect. Like, it was cold. It was the last day of the cold front. And, uh, I was in there early. I got in there quiet. I didn't bump anything. And I kind of just had a feeling like, you know, I'm going to see this buck tonight. And lo and behold, like six o'clock, I probably had about almost an hour left of light, probably about 45 minutes left of light. I hear a deer up to my left. And, and I honestly don't think that he was bedded further than 50 yards from when I first put eyes on him at like 80 yards. And, uh, he was, he came in at like my nine o'clock if, if I was facing the tree and, uh, which was kind of my offside cause I'm lefty. Um, so I, I kind of just turned and I, I stood on the, on my saddle platform and I'm watching him. He was kind of working from like nine o'clock up to like <clears throat> going towards like 10, 11 o'clock, like clockwise around me. And I just grabbed the grunt too quick and I just let out one grunt and his head just snapped up. And he stared for a while, probably, it felt like two minutes, but it was probably, he probably just stared and didn't move for about at least 30 to 45 seconds. And then, uh, then he just started, he just beelined, like just turned and, and started walking right down to me. And then he got to about 50 yards and he just like cut on one of these little trails that I talk about. He wasn't on a main trail. He was kind of on one of these secondary trails that snuck right along the edge of the thicket. And, uh, he actually swung downwind to me and thankfully didn't, didn't catch me, but I actually, I, you know, I had the, the, basically my saddle bridge and, and my tether over top of my shoulder and he was moving pretty good. And I just kind of let out a, a doe bleat with my mouth and, and he just stopped in an opening. I was at full draw and let the shot go. And as soon as, I, as soon as I let it go, I kind of felt like it was good. I heard it. I heard it hit him. I heard the lungs pop and, uh, he tailed off and ran about 70 yards and then I could see like his tail drop between his legs and he was just flicking it a little bit as he walked away. So I kind of knew he was done and then, uh, got down. I checked the arrow and went home, had dinner, <coughs> came back out and, um, my old lady and my buddy George came out with me and we, we brought the dog along and picked up the, picked up the blood trail and, you know, chance, chance got on him pretty quick and, and just kind of, we found him within about two minutes, I bet with him, like he started bleeding a little bit, um, at, at the first like 20, 30 yards and then it just opened up and, and I knew that we were going to find this deer and, and chance got a little 
um, a little weird when we were coming down to the end of the blood trail. And then, like I said, we were probably about two hours later. Um, we found the deer and it already, it already, uh, was found by a bear earlier than us. So the bear actually, uh, ripped out its hinds a little bit. Um, there was no tail left on the deer. The, the hindquarters are eaten up a little bit and he actually must've just taken his paw and just clawed at the, uh, at the guts and just kind of ripped the hide back <clears throat> right around the stomach area. So, um, he made, he, fortunately he didn't bust the stomach, but he made my gut job extremely uh, easy and we were able to drag him out and, and get him out of there. I did lose a little bit of meat, but he, he was just, he's a beautiful buck. It, it was kind of, I don't think he's an old deer. I really only think he's three and a half years old. Um, but he had a, he was super big deer and his, uh, corner of the eye to the nose measurement, which on a, on a pretty good, pretty good buck is usually seven and a quarter. Um, this deer's was seven and three quarters. So he, he had this huge long snout on him. I think he would have been a super, like he has good genetics. Um, and the funny thing, I don't know if Jim's still on here, but, um, <laughs> after I sent the buck down to him, he sent me a buck that he shot like eight years ago, probably about two, three miles the way the crow flies from there. And he has a buck on his wall with the same exact brow tine set up as my buck. Like there's no doubt in my mind it's the same genetics that are in there. And uh, it's pretty cool to see it like that far along eight years. That's awesome. But yeah, I, you know, th this buck, like I knew when I was going in there, um, I, I knew that if I was going to shoot a deer that I was going to end up shooting that buck. And it was the only deer I saw that night actually. But it was just a matter of me kind of kind of moving up into the area a little bit and trying to figure out what he was going to do, where he's going to be bedded, and um, <laughs> pretty much the same thing I did last year. And I so the last four out of five years I killed on I killed twice on the sixteenth and once on the twentieth, and this one was the nineteenth. So <laughs> so I've been pretty blessed with that first cold. Every single one of the every four out of the five years, it's been this this first cold front. <clears throat> It is time for this week's Vortex Nation Highlight. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Troy Dietrich from Dietrich's Outfitters, and I'm here to give you your Vortex Weekly Highlight. Now, this tip is going to be about bringing tools with you. I know we don't want to carry any more extra weight in our packs, but this is a critical thing that you may want to think about changing up and doing in the future. So I just had an experience. It was opening day of Pennsylvania bow season, statewide season, and I went about three miles in on this piece of public. I got all the way in there, and about 10 o'clock, I practiced drawing my bow. Luckily, I didn't see any big deer that morning. Uh, I practiced drawing my bow. Couldn't draw it back because a little tiny, tiny set screw backed out on one of my cams, which was causing the camera rotation to stop dead in its tracks. There was no way of drawing this bow back. I had no tools on me. My friends didn't have any tools. So I had no other option but to pull back out and drive all the way home. Uh, this definitely sucked for an opening day sit. I wanted to sit all day. But if I just had a little Allen key index in my pack, everything would have been fine. So that's the tip. I highly recommend just carrying at least an Allen key. Also, another cool thing to do would be to mark your rest, your peep site, your sights, 
take a pencil or maybe a permanent marker would probably be better and make little marks where your sights and rest are dead nuts when her bow's all tuned in. That way, in case you do bump something in the field, you can pretty easily get it back on track and get it shooting true enough to take a close shot in the woods. So that's it, guys. Check it out, and I uh, hope you guys uh, get some deer this year. I don't know, Dimitri. We got to get those cold fronts knocked down better for us. <laughs> well, I mean, that that cold front was right around when I hit that buck, too. Yeah, so it was. Um, so I think it's, that it, was that Saturday, which was, what, the 14th or 15th. So it, It's a good opportunity to catch deer in their same kind of patterns. Um, but actually catching them on their feet before dark. I'll say um, that I, I, I'll say this. I don't mean to cut you off, Tim. Like Dimitri, that's something for you and I, especially for you. I, you know, we 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 we've done a lot more, and I think the podcast has helped us to just talk to different people, try different things, and you know, we try we looked at that area, and we've talked about it on the podcast already. But you know, Thursday we got in, it was hot. We didn't go into the timber, and we said we want to get in there. We want to find that fresh sign, and you know. Just going off of what Tim, like what you've always said, when that first cold front goes, if you could get close to bedding quietly and efficiently, you have an opportunity. And that, Dimitri, that's what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think learning too is you know where where mature bucks are going to bed too, right? Yeah. So like Tim did, and and you know you're looking at new properties and you're you're looking at aerial maps, and you know a lot of times if you can kind of figure out where a mature buck would bed in that area, even though, you know, there's not one in there yet. Um, but then you kind of got an idea of where to put your trail cameras and, you know, we didn't even have any cameras in that area. Right. We kind of went in blind that, that day. And, um, you know, I was curious, Tim, did you, did you see a lot of sign like as far as rubs or scrapes when you kind of dove in a little bit deeper? Cause you kind of said you just saw some trails in the opening in the thicket, I know for us, when we went into this new spot, I mean, our area looked really bucky as well. When we went in there, we just couldn't believe how thick and, and nasty that area was. And, you know, when I got to the spot I was hunting, I mean, Jeremy saw it the next day when we were looking for that buck in the daytime. I mean, I had probably, what would you say, 8 to 12 I'd, rubs I'd, within a 20-yard radius? Minimum 12 that we saw. Yeah. So, you know, just knew that buck was transitioning in that, that area to come up over the hill, um, to go to the feed. Yeah. So in my instance, I only came past, uh, one good rub in there. I did have a rub down near where my camera was. Cause I actually checked the camera on my way in and kind of circled around to keep the wind in my face. When I, the, the direction that I went into that area was totally different than I, how I ever went in it before. Um, just because of the direction of the wind. But I, I only found the one rub that was down near my camera, which looked decent. It could have been him, um, but not necessarily. And then I found a real good rub, probably about 150 yards between, probably just halfway between the area I shot him and the area where I had him on camera. So in that area, there's so much underbrush and green briars and everything else that there's not really a, a place to scrape because you're just up to your knees in, in brush. Um so there, I haven't seen, I actually didn't see many scrapes at all throughout the year. I mean, my, my season was short lived, but, um, I didn't see any scrapes in there or anything. Um, it's likely I probably would have hunted somewhat near him if I did, but 
I kind of just resorted to, uh, you know, kind of looking on Onyx as I was moving through the area and trying to figure out um, where he could possibly be betting because I really didn't have his betting area identified. I only had, I had a couple daylight photos of him. I had a couple photos of him at night, but I really didn't know <clears throat> with, with my short amount of time spent in that area, I really didn't understand the area as a whole. Um, and I kind of figured it out as I went through there, but um, you know, part of it could be luck, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the other part of it was he kind of came from out of an area. I didn't think, I thought he was going to come more at 12 o'clock and he came at nine o'clock and it, that could have been him because of the wind direction. It could have been, it could have been for any reason, but, right. um, it, it, it just, once I got in there, it was kind of easy to determine, um, if he was going to show up, which direction he was going to come from. <laughs> Good stuff, man. What uh, before before we go to Aaron and talk about his cool buck story, what uh, what's your prediction for you know the rest of, of November? What do you think with the weather and and think bucks are moving and how's your trail cameras if you have any that you've looked at lately for for mine and for Dimitri, uh, we you could see the the buck activity is definitely picking up for sure. Yeah. Um, so th there's a benefit to where I live. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've showed you guys a couple of videos just from, uh, in the development that I live in. I mean, some of the bucks that come through there are just insane, but you know, you obviously can't hunt. I think every property is pretty much an acre and they're pretty close together. And, um, I don't think it'd be much of a hunt to begin with, but, um, it being around those deer every day, like having deer around every day, I learned so much. I'll just sit out on the back deck and just watch them and how they interact because they don't really care about you so much. Um, and it's cool to see them in their natural habitat, but they are running pretty hard. So I was packing up my truck um, tonight um, before I headed out, and uh, I can just hear a deer just a buck just grunting in, in the dark, like behind my house, just going nuts. Like he must have grunted five, six times. And, uh, it, it right now I've seen it's most of the little ones. Um, the bigger ones are starting to get a little bit rowdy. Um, I haven't checked many of the cameras that I still have out, but, uh, in my opinion, I think this week is going to be probably the, the best week of the year only because I think this is probably going to be when some of those does start coming in the heat and the weather looks like it's going to drop a little bit. I think tomorrow it might even, get I think frost. it's right around freezing up home. Yeah. <clears throat> this uh, into tomorrow. So, um, yeah, if you can, don't go to work and, and go sit in the woods. <laughs> oh, so man. that's, that's my plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to take off the rest of the, uh, the rest of the week and, um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing work at night in my tent on the laptop after I get out of the woods. But if that's what I got to <laughs> do to, to be able to get out there and hunt all day, then, then it's worth it. But so good luck to the rest of you guys. I'm sure we'll be in touch, but I'm going to, I'm going to head back and, 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 get ready for bed here so i could leave it first thing in the morning awesome dude thank you for for coming on best of luck to you thanks for sharing your story dude yeah you got it aaron congratulations i know you're probably still on here on your debuck that you guys are going to talk about i'll have to listen to it on uh on wednesday yes sir but uh yeah awesome good luck Tim. guys i appreciate it thanks yep. jeremy yep text thanks me you. yep text me when you get there buddy you got it all right Take care. see you all right let's go ahead to aaron Let's see if Aaron got it working this time. Aaron, you there, buddy? Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you loud and clear, man. 
Yeah. All right, dude. Well, <laughs> dude, thanks for being patient. We had you know, we had Jim talk, we had Tim talk, Jim and Tim talk, and then now here here you are. So thanks for for oh, sticking to us. That's dude. all right. I got a I got a couple guys uh, texting me all excited about certain something. So uh oh, I'm sure you I'm sure you'll hear from them soon. Sweet. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I can't wait. Um, yeah, it looks good. They're having a good time. Who who all went out there with Troy? Uh, our buddy Travis. Okay. Um, I was, I was, at, I, I think Troy said his brother was going to go, but I'm not sure if he did or not. I think, he, I think he did say he and his brother originally too. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to try to go with him, but, um, my wife and I decided to buy a house in November. So I got all kinds of stuff to do now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey man, now, now, now you have no, uh, remorse because she's probably going to be saying, well, you already shot your buck. So you got to help me do this. <laughs> She's she's gonna go let me fill some tags on Wednesday. So nice, there you go. Do Wednesday Wednesday for our area back at home looks like a great wind. So um, it, it does. Yep. Yeah. This this week looks great. Um, keep keep, rub, of, keep rubbing of, it in. Cool you, you and Tim keep rubbing it in. You know this looks like a great week. <laughs> I I'll tell you what. Before we move further, I I I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna set myself a goal for next year. I would. I'm going to try not run i'm not out hunting myself because one i don't believe i've gone out nearly as much as i did last year because of covid and teaching remotely and all that type of stuff i know i know for a fact i i haven't gone out as much however my daughter's gotten older she's you know she wants daddy around and Mm -hmm. my wife is getting sick of already the hunting situation and now is when it's just about time to get good so next year my goal is to not burn them out early in october I'm going to uh, try my darnest to find as many does as I possibly can and know where exactly where they are so I could go maybe fill a tag early. And then, like, if the time right, then I'm going to get in there after a buck. But if not, I'm going to try to – I don't want to wait until the rut. However, I want to wait until, like, that Halloween weekend. I'm, that's when I'm going to kind of put put the eggs in the basket is, is around, like, this past week that ended to this week that's coming up. Yeah, I mean, well, we, we've talked. We talked about it on the last podcast that I did. That this week is kind of one of my favorite weeks to be to be out there. Yep. I really want to kill them the, the opener week. That's my my real goal. But um, uh, um, most most of my my best time is from somewhere from October twentieth till Halloweenish time. Yeah. I don't know what it is, dude. I I, I mean. I think one too because I haven't really had the past couple of years opportunities to, to fill a buck tag early on, like where I've been like, oh, I got this buck on on a yeah, pattern or right. something like that. I mean, Dimitri, how about for you? We really haven't had anything because we'll we'll get we this year was our best summer we've had in the last couple of years where we had the quality and the quantity of bucks. However, once that shift happened, you know, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's the, the shift really, I don't really think the shifts actually happen. I mean, we were kind of, you and I were kind of texting about it a little bit and, um, Dimitri, I was talking to you about it yesterday a little bit, but Mm. it, the movement this year is weird. And I, I really think it has to do with, I mean, the last, if you think about the last two Octobers, we had some real good cold snaps where it would get, you know, 10, 10 to 15 degrees lower than the previous day's lows. Um, and it, it, it's not happening this year. So I think the other thing that has them all jacked up and off their pattern is the, um, is the acorns. Mm-hmm. Cause last year there were none. 
so you we all had this idea of where things were going to be comparing it to last year and i just i think they're they're a little messed up from both those things not being quite right i agree I, and, and listen we talked about it so the three of us have been in contact about it i have talked to uh, I mean, Tom is dealing with some struggles, you know, he's, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he has some struggles going on and, you know, Jim and, and Mike up in New York, it's just, it's just a, a weird year. Uh, like you said, and uh, it's, it's kind of comforting a little <laughs> knowing yes. it's like, you're not the only one riding that struggle bus per se, but yep. at the same time, you're just like, man, something's got to give. And, uh, hopefully, you know, this, you can put yourself in the right spot right now and, uh, catch a cruiser going and going nuts and fill a tag yeah for sure um i'm trying to think of what else i can say for for the fall but it's really uh, other than just saying that it's weird that's that's just about all all you got <laughs> how about it well let's talk about that buck story of yours because awesome dear congratulations on that man thank you um, thank you very much so last time so you were on a couple weeks ago like you mentioned and you were talking about you had off for what'd you have a week and a half uh, two, two, a little over two weeks actually. Little, okay, a little over two weeks because you were planning on possibly going to Ohio too. Um, well, I was going to go to Nebraska. Or Nebraska, in that's right. Yep. Yeah, um, but some family stuff came up, so I couldn't couldn't make that trip happen either. Yeah. Um, which I mean, hindsight, I wouldn't have been home when I killed that buck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of nice, but um, I mean this the area that that I killed this buck, Troy and I put an awful lot of work and an awful lot of camera, camera work and scouting and shed hunting and, uh, a lot, a lot of time into this area. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Do you want me to, you want me to go for start it, laying it out? Yeah. Lay it uh, out, man. Go for <laughs> it. We, we did, man. We, we spent a lot of time, um, scouting this area and just working it over and um, we still haven't seen seen the buck that we're looking for. Um, I don't. You guys saw that video that Troy uh, Troy made last year. He filmed that like one forties ish deer. Yep. So we have that deer on camera again. Oh. And we get him. We get him pretty frequently as well. And he's he is he's so big. He's just a huge deer. But um, so there's probably like four or five bucks that. Um, we were really excited to have on camera along with all the other ones that I can't say I would have passed up if they would have came into bow range. Um, but this one recently, this 10 pointer that I shot was kept showing up on one of his cell cams. And, um, every time if we were close to one of our regular cameras, we would, um, do a quick check on it and he would be on that camera too. So I don't know. We were just in this guy's area and all, the couple of other bucks that we have, they'd maybe sometimes be on one or two of the cameras that we'd check. So kind of, kind of outside their areas. But every time this deer would show up, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get him tomorrow. And he wouldn't show up in the area we thought he would, or the wind wasn't right or, you know, something like that. But he just, I mean, he was a, a daylight mover. And since day one, I mean, we've had, we had pictures of him since July. Um, which was pretty cool. I have a bunch of velvet pictures of him and all kinds of good stuff. But, um, yeah, so we, uh, we picked, uh, we picked a, a North wind and hunted, hunted, a 
you know, hunted a, uh, like a scraping area that we found. Um, I actually, this, it was the area that Troy and I actually met, but this area is all just scraped up and I had found a whole bunch of sheds in this area and a little, you know, I've, I've showed you guys pictures of this, you know, area that all these bucks are going through, but there's a little water hole there and scrapes just all over the place. And as I'm walking in, we all, <laughs> Troy had another faux pas. He, his alarm didn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> the day that we were all going out. So we had another one of my friends with us. So me and that guy um, made the trek out to the area that we were going to hunt. And Troy lives maybe an hour away from this. I don't know how he did it, but he made it to the base of his tree while me and my buddy were climbing our trees. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he must have been like jogging the entire way out there. I don't know. But, um, we all got set right around the same time and it, the moon was really bright cause everything was really clear. And in the moonlight, I could see this smaller buck, um, working one of the scrapes that I saw on my way into the stand. And I'm like, Oh great. He's going to catch my ground scent, you know, it's not, not going to be good. And he just put his head up and he just stood there looking around forever. And it was by the time he finished and decided like he's going to start moving around, it was, it was shooting time. And, uh, he was coming, coming down a trail straight towards the tree that I was sitting in. And I'm like thinking in my head, am I going to shoot this little buck? And I probably, I probably would have, but I can hear some <laughs> stuff behind him. And I was like, don't shoot that buck. You don't want to shoot that buck. Don't shoot that buck. And, uh, so this little buck kept trying to get out, out to my side to see if he could catch any wind. Cause I know he know, knew something wasn't right. Like he just kept going out to the side and going out to the side. And it, right before his last attempt, I could see some antlers coming through the bushes and I was like, Oh my goodness, here comes a bigger one. And I saw five points on the side and immediately I was like, Oh, that's the, that's that 10 pointer we have on camera. Mm -hmm. That's and awesome. this, yeah, this, this buck just kept this little one in front of him for like 30 yards. He wouldn't get any, like he would just keep this little buck in front of him. Every time the little buck would go further, he would wait like 10 or 15 seconds and then he'd take one or two steps and it took him forever <laughs> to get within 20 yards. I mean, I, I saw these deer at five to seven in the morning and I didn't shoot this buck until 7.20. Holy cow. So, and, uh, you know, I didn't actually have a tree picked out on this side of the scraping area that we were looking at. I just kind of knew a general area. I remembered there was a whole bunch of trees in there the last time we walked through it. And I was like, it'll be fine. I'll find one. And it took me a while to find <laughs> one that I really liked. It does, I mean, that happens to all of us, right? You like, yep. like definitely take some extra time when you're in there hanging cameras to pick a tree and then figure out a way to actually mark it because dropping a waypoint doesn't always work in the dark or if the perception's screwy or something. Like, you got to find a way to, to, to mark your trees. But I did. I found a good tree. So this buck is on my strong shooting side. So I'm happy about that, you know, out of the saddle. And there is a tree with all kinds of little scraggly branches on it. And this 10 pointer is on a trail 
directly behind this tree at 20 yards. And this whole time, this little seven pointer is coming out to the side and coming out to the side again and again. And finally, this little seven pointer is like, I'm just going for it. And I'm like, no, don't do it. Cause I know he's going <laughs> to walk straight behind me and catch my wind. And he walks straight behind me and catches my wind and snorts. And I hear him run off and I look, cause I'm waiting for a time to draw that I think this 10 pointer is actually going to take a step to turn broadside and I'm actually going to get a shot. But because he was moving so slow, I didn't want to be there at full draw for ever and ever. So this little buck snorts, runs off, and when he did that, this my buck goes to jump and run the direction that they came. And instead, he jumped out onto the trail, and he's head on to me. And he just wants to see what's going on before he turns around and runs the other way. And I drew my bow when that little buck snorted, and his buck is head on, and I'm like, well, I'm either going to shoot a frontal shot or I'm not going to get a deer. And I, I mean, at that point, he was about 15 yards. So I, I settled my pin, took my time, pulled the trigger. I hit this deer straight in like right above his brisket, right next to his right shoulder blade. It went into the right shoulder blade and came out like through the, well, it, it basically came out through his left ball. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I don't think there was a, there was a vital organ that I didn't touch. I mean, I, we didn't, I did a gutless method cause we packed him out, but, um, the way the arrow would have went, it would have went through both lungs and through his liver. And, uh, I mean, full complete penetration. The arrow was just barely sticking out of him. Um, he went about, I don't know, 65 or 70 yards. I didn't hear him topple over and I'm thinking, Oh no, like I really messed up. I shouldn't have taken a frontal shot. Everybody says don't take a frontal shot, but you know, I practice it on targets and, um, you know, I have a good, uh, a really good comprehension of like shot angle and that kind of thing. I actually wasn't that high. I was only three sticks up in this tree. So I wasn't, I was probably about maybe 12 or 13 feet high. Um, I had good cover in this tree. Uh, but this, you know, I felt really confident with the shot when I took it and I'm like, don't, don't psych yourself out. It's going to be fine. I know you didn't hear him crash, but it's going to be fine. Like just, yeah. and I'm texting everybody. I think I made a bad shot. I think I made a bad shot. <laughs> and I decided to just give him an hour and a half. And, um, I got down I found a spot of blood here, a piece of meat there. I'm like, oh, great, you know. And then the blood started picking up. My other buddy at that point in time found, like, came to the tree that I marked and sent to him and um, came to find me. And we both got, kept going on the blood trail. And as soon as he got there, the blood was pumping from this deer. And I looked up and, you know, like 30 yards away, I'm like, there he is. <laughs> so it just, it was a, it was just, it was really, it was a really, really awesome experience to be there with, uh, with two buddies. And, you know, we put a lot of work into that area and just to have it all come together like that. It was a lot of fun. Dude. I can't believe he was just hanging out there for two hours. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> I, I, I can't dude. I mean, they were, they were making scrapes that this, I, I, I sent you pictures of it. Didn't I? The scrape that, 
that uh, they were on. I think you did actually. Let me check. <laughs> yeah, I think I sent it to Dimitri too last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, you did. I mean, they're just there's two scrapes in there that they just have pounded, and in the dark, I walked past the one of them, and I'm like, oh man, like looks like they're on this constantly, you know, like. I mean, it's just tore up, but that's what they were doing. But the odd thing to me was, is that there were two bucks together and they didn't really seem to be aggressive towards one another or, you know, they weren't really interested in going to run after does. I mean, Troy was seeing small bucks chasing does, you know, uh, pretty frequently that morning. And, um, the other guy that I was with saw a nice eight pointer and he looked like he was cruising, you know, nose down cruising along the edge of a cut, um, that he was sitting on. But, uh, I, it just seemed like they were kind of still kind of on their bachelor, you know, kind of on their bachelor thing with a little buck and a big buck like that together. Not, not really actively looking for does yet or anything like that. So, um, but they were on scrapes and they were, I mean, like I said, in the, in the dark, you could really hear them raking them and rubbing trees and stuff like that. So, um, that's awesome too. Like, I yeah. mean, just, even if yeah. you did, like, I mean, just to be, I mean, the type of season that I'm having so far, I would like, I would love for that. <laughs> just like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, just to be hanging around, having deer around me for two hours, just making scrapes and rubbing. Like that would be a fun little hunt to, to be on. Yeah. Um, I think that always works out better for me because I have that, I have that initial reaction when I see a buck that I want to shoot that I just lose it. Like, um, I shake ridiculous, my heart's my my chest is burning. And then like, I can talk myself down a little bit Yeah. and, uh, like, okay, well that buck's not going to be your buck if you don't chill out, you know, I, (laughs) I can do that. So I always tend to be a little bit on the better side if I'm, if I have a couple minutes to talk myself down. Um, rather than have a deer just come on scene and then I'm like, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I gotta get, hurry up and get on them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but man, I, I can't tell you how thankful I was for a hunt like that. Like, uh, you know, Troy, Troy came to meet us after we found the deer and we, you know, we all, you know, took some pictures and talked about it and, um, we checked the camera that was in this scrape area that we had and we had all the bucks that we were hoping to get on camera there. We had on camera and, um, I think one of them, well, two of them moved on from velvet, but one of them starting to show back up on some of Troy's cell cameras. Um, so I don't know where he went for a short period of time, but he's back in the area now. And the other one was that, uh, that buck that I had seen early in October, yep. we had him on in velvet again on that camera too. So it's cool to, cool to kind of get like a central area that we're like, Oh, okay. But that one that he filmed was on three days prior to us going, I think the 25th and that deer was on in daylight. Um, I think right around 6 PM he was on camera and man, that thing is, he's just, he's so tank. huge. He's a tank. Well, hopefully <laughs> You know, maybe uh, Troy. Well, I'm sure since he went with some buddies and uh, yeah, he uh, he can't come right back. I'm assuming, but maybe he gets another picture on camera and he'll be coming back to fill a nice PA tag. That's what we're hoping. Well, too bad he uh, he too bad he, he is he going to break his own rules and uh, 
be in first place with the big buck contest since he shot it in Ohio. Since it's it's only for Pennsylvania deer, so you're well. It, is well, it going to be? Go Troy didn't shoot one yet, oh, so okay. yeah. So okay. it's a. I'll have to. You'll have to hear the stories, but it's it's pretty cool. They were doing that boat access thing tonight. And yeah, looks like they're having a good time. Sweet man, no, that's awesome. Hopefully, well, hopefully he knocks one down because it seems like Troy's been having the kind of season that Dimitri and I are having. Just little, yeah. you know, just yeah. little bucks. And he and I will be texting when we're both in the tree, and it's literally identical. What like story? Like if if I would have saw a little button buck, he's like, "Yep, same." <laughs> you know, it just seems like yeah. whatever the worst, whatever the situation is calling for, it's the exact same thing he's going through. Yeah, and I, you know, I can't. I had, you know, some of those earlier hunts um, that were really good. But after that, man, it was just like two does, one doe, oh, small buck, you know, you know, nothing, nothing to really write home about yet. But yeah. until, until the other day. Until so. the other day, man. Well, that's awesome. Until the dude. other day. Well, hopefully, hopefully, like, I mean, my plan for uh, moving forward now is just to be time on stand. I, I know kind of like what Jim said earlier, I, I don't really have the opportunity to hunt during the week for this week. I'll be able to get out uh, on Thursday. Uh, but other than Thursday, I'll be I got some stuff to take care of tomorrow and, and Wednesday. And then, uh, you know, we'll see my mom is uh I hate to say it, but like, unfortunately coming in this weekend, just because that's the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's kind of holding me back on Fridays too. Uh, and, and pretty much not being able to go home. So yeah, that's the, that's the game plan is for this weekend is to, uh, hang out with Dimitri on Saturday until he has to leave and make a game plan from there and, uh, just be time on stand, go where, where we know either historically does are and, uh, you know, I sent you the picture of the one that I got on camera back at home. And yeah. Oh my goodness. That thing is a toad. Yeah. I, I went in that Wednesday after him. Uh, that was on a Monday and I went in Wednesday and we had a good win. Didn't, I didn't see, I saw one doe. Uh, mm -hmm. she, she came in on that area too. She, I watched her come in. She kind of came out of nowhere cause I was looking in that direction and she got to about 50 yards uh, maybe even closer than that. And my wind was blowing in a whole different direction. I wasn't moving. I didn't even walk in from that end. And all of a sudden, like she got something spooked. I, I honestly, I thought of you immediately how you just say like young deer gets spooked to all heck. And yeah. that's what, that's what happened. Like she just, you thought she got shot and took off. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? Like I was just sitting there. I was like sitting, my knees were up against a tree cause I wasn't shooting her. <laughs> And it was a small young deer, and all of a sudden she just took off like a bat out of hell. I'm like, what in the world? So I don't know what happened. It's all the crazy stuff that happens in the woods. Yep. So that was the only that was the <laughs> only deer I saw that that Wednesday. I mean, I had fingers crossed. My dad was hunting on the opposite side, um, mm -hmm. up high as well, up on top, and we just he he went back home about. I think he got down about one and. Uh, I mean, it w the wind was crazy, but I I stuck it out and nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, that, um, yeah. Right now, the though, the wind was crazy. This wind was crazy this weekend. Yeah. Right now, though, it is it's hot. the the st The reveal cameras are blown up. I've gotten doe. I've gotten bucks. I've got, he's getting. He was in the stand today. He saw. I think he said a, one of our little six pointers came up the mm -hmm. to him like about twenty five yards and. Uh, 
he saw him and he's like, wow, it's just the beginning of his vacation. So he's just hanging out still till he sees the big boy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess one thing to say about uh, about the rut that's you know it's all but here in the next day or two. Um, I think that you know you have those cold fronts in the end of October, and that can occasionally get things moving a little bit. I'm, I'm not saying does come into heat like oh, there's tons of does in heat, but you know the deer are up, the deer are moving, the bucks are a little more interested because it's cold and they know it's coming. Yeah. Um, so. People that believe in the moon, um, you know, think uh, like they have that theory that, oh, if if the the full moon is closer to the 1st of November, it's going to make for a more intense rut. Um, But, you know, we haven't had everybody's kind of like, oh, it's going to be a trickle rut this year because the full moon was, you know, the Monday before it was like a week before the 1st of November. So I think with all these, with all these, with basically like the hot November or hot October that we've had that, you know, the rut could be really intense this year because everything's kind of not on the normal. So it could kick off, could kick off. Yep. Ah, good stuff, dude. I appreciate you uh, sharing and sticking on. Like I said, well now what else, uh, what else is going to happen for for you this year? I've got five doe tags to fill, Let's and I go. think that's, that's I think that's about it. <laughs> Let's yes, go. Well, my um, my wife and I just bought a house on a lake, so we're going to be moving soon, and that'll be that'll be that'll be more of my scene than where I live right now. So I'm happy about that. So oh, sweet, can't complain. Let's stock it. Let's put some bass in there, and uh, we'll. Uh... <laughs> it is loaded up with bass and pike and walleyes, so you'll have to. Come do some fishing. We'll do some fishing podcasting right there. There it is. Yep. And, te- and teach me how to find these big mountain bucks on camera in the summer. <laughs> I, you, you got it, dude. <laughs> awesome, Aaron. Dude, thank you so much for, for hanging on with us and doing this again. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. Awesome, dude. See All right. See you, man. All right, Dimitri. What uh, what what, what are you thinking? What's the goals for, for this next week and a half, dude? Just uh, get out in the woods. So I got going to hunt Thursday. Like I said, uh, I I can't hunt all day on Saturday. But yeah. uh, luckily, I have a great wife that doesn't bother me for, for <laughs> as much as I hunt. So I actually traded one afternoon for three evening sits this week. So I kind of made out on the deal. Yeah, so uh, went out tonight. I'm going to go out on Thursday night, Friday night. And then Saturday morning, um, not sure location yet. I mean, like my dad and I went for a walk yesterday um, and just not finding the sign that we did last year. Uh, You know, last year we kind of knew where the does were at. And so coming into the rut, we kind of knew where we had to be. and, And it really paid off for us last year, even though we didn't harvest anything. But we we saw the game. We were in a game, yeah. But this year, you know, we haven't even seen the does, which has been really weird for us this year. And, you know, like you said, the amount of time and trail camera pictures that we've got in the, the summer this year was the best we've ever had. And, you know, so I, I don't know if we just fall back to that and, you know, get in those areas and, you know, just see what you see. And so then, then next week is 
starts my rutcation on Thursday. Yep. So I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then it's the Sunday in Pennsylvania that you can hunt. And then I also took off Monday to hunt. So I got a five-day stretch next week to hunt, um, which will probably be my last five days of the, the archery season. So I got still got three tags to fill, fucking two doe tags. So going to let it fly the end of the season. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I know, dude. I'm with you. Well, we'll see what uh... – See what well, you and I could look at it since Thursday. I'm able to get out as well, so we'll see. Uh, I'll we'll, obviously I'll be driving separate from the missus, so I'll try to fly home and or figure out where we're gonna hunt. Maybe maybe together and make up a game plan for that, and we'll do Saturday. And for me, I think I have I got Friday for next week, so I'll do that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, if we're in it, maybe something, maybe another day, but maybe that. We'll figure something out. I'll I'll figure I'll I'll work the the game a little bit somehow some way. But I don't know, man. What a tough it. Put it this way: I will say this. I'm in a lot better spirits this year than I was last year during this time. You know, we yeah for sure. We talked about that whole pressure thing of of putting a pressure on ourselves, and that's not there this year. I I I'm enjoying it. Um, I just want to, you know. Bill had a cool post today. I don't know if he, I have to double check to see if he put it on Instagram, but I know he had it on Facebook where he's like, you know, this is the time where things could get crazy, but, you know, take a deep breath and look back and see what, uh, see what else is out there to enjoy and take it all in. And that's what I've been trying to do every time is, you know, I, even if I go out and I don't see anything, maybe, you know, I scout. You know what I mean? As I'm trying to walk out, even if there's, even if it's in the dark, like try to find a, a different deer trail and follow it, just knowing I might be going the same way to the truck or whatever. And I don't know, just try to find different things. Like I said, Saturday, I got up for a little bit during the rain and I got down and I just scouted around, you know, just because where, what, what could be coming up? Is there any fresh sign that we didn't see or haven't gone to? And, and honestly, too, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it. I went to a different spot because I was going to hunt where, the bottom but there's a truck i hunted i was going to go to that other area for us that we normally like we're going to go to there was a couple trucks there and i again i didn't know if they were on which side so i just said keep going and i went down a little bit further and uh i'll have to show you on the map where i was but i mean i was never back there so i was like oh this is cool and didn't see a ton of sign and i i liked where i was i was in between a saddle and I popped up and it wasn't raining yet. Again, at this point in time, then it started raining hard. And I was like, you know what? Just get down, maybe walk around, scout around. And that's what I did. And I didn't really, I didn't kick anything up. I didn't really find a ton of sign really at all. And about that point in time, I was soaked and turned around and made it back home. So, yeah, it's been uh, pretty tough. So, but tonight I saw a ton of does. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they weren't close enough, but. You know, I think that's an area definitely, if not this year, next year, check into a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think there, I was looking at the map, I was in a tree. Uh, there's definitely some other plays that we can make there. So, yeah. you know, it's just learning. I think each year, even though maybe we're not putting the big bucks down, but, you know, we're really learning and, and getting better each year, you know. And yeah. I think that's a big thing. Is And, and it comes down to, you know, Everyone has struggles and we're seeing it, but I mean, when you're sitting in a tree and 
you know, you think about where the deer has to come to and the wind has to be perfect. And, you know, archery hunting's hard, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's really tough. If you <laughs> sit there and think of all the things that have to go perfectly right for that deer to get it within 40 yards or 30 yards or whatever you're comfortable with, you know, it, 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 it's not as easy as I think social media has a big thing to play. You see all these bucks posted and you feel like you should be able to do it too. But you know, there's a lot of cards that have to go right in your favor. And I think sometimes, you know, we're so much about the killing and not the experience too. So like Bill said, take it in, just enjoy it and see what happens. Dude. Like you said, so much needs to go right. And it comes down to inches, inches. You know, like, I mean, not to put, I'm not pouring salt on the wounds for you, but I'm, you said it, man, it, it's an inch. It could have been an inch. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you know, and we know that definitely got one lung on that, on that buck with the bubbles the whole time during the blood trail, you know? And it, yeah. it's funny. Uh, and I'm, I'm okay talking about it because, you know, like we talked about, not everything goes right. And yeah. I think that's the thing that misses in this hunting industry is, is the talking about the bad stuff. You know, we, sometimes we just want to delete it and act like it never happened, but it did. And right. you can learn a lot from it, but you know, hearing people success stories and, you know, not thinking it's a bad shot or, you know, not seeing much blood. And, and I was watching uh, Aaron's buck on hunting public. He thought he made a perfect, double lung shot you know and that buck ran 350 yards i think it was and he didn't have much blood and and for me to go back and think about the the track job that we did and how much blood we had (laughs) you know what i mean like we never we never even had a hard time finding blood and it had bubbles in it the entire time and you know for us to go and then finding my arrow and then from there on out it was even just opening up yeah and for us not to find it, I mean, and scout that whole area, um, just, just still baffles me, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I just can't figure it out. And like I said, so we know we got one lung and, you know, like you said, it could have been an inch. It could have been a half inch more, you know, one, one direction. And, and that buck would have been laying there 50, 60 yards probably. But yeah. That's just, just how it goes sometimes. Well, I'll tell you what. I think with us having the mindset and the hope and the belief and the work and everything, I think we're – good things are up for us, dude. I really do, and I'm excited to share those moments and, and make those memories, and we'll, we'll get after it, man. I like it. Well, everybody, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, and uh, best of luck to you this week. Till next time, Antler up. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. I hope you enjoyed this one. This one was fun to talk about some friends, talk about their success already. Wish I could have been there to help both of those guys out. But give them a follow. Check us out over at antlerupoutdoors.com. Check our Facebook page, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. And thank you so much again. I know I've said it a bunch of times, but thank you, thank you, thank you for all your continued support. It means the world to us. Best of luck to you during this rut time. Enjoy the moments, make some memories, and antler up.